Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Turning Red, the newest Pixar film uh, to be released. Uh, it is in theaters and on Disney Plus. So, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to talk about it. But, but before we go any further, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. Hey everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Uh, so, yeah, um, this this happened to the last couple of Pixar movies, right? They were like straight to Disney it's Plus. Only Disney Plus. Yeah. It's kind of wild. Unfortunately. Um, so anyway, um, interesting. I watched on Disney Plus, but this is a dual release, right? Because it's also in theaters. Only, only Disney. I could have sworn. Okay, I so guess I just just like a Soul and, and uh, Luca. Luca, right? Okay, interesting. Um, we will get to that here in a bit, but first we gotta we gotta hear the news. Dylan, what'd you find this week? Let's see. So we got we got all the trailers this week. Yeah, I don't know why there are so many, but um, to make up for the lack of them last week. Let's talk about the big one first. Obi-Wan. Yes. The big one in the Huge. general pop culture thing. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. It comes out March 25th. I mean, May 25th. Um, wow. I know people are hoping for May 4th, but it's a little bit after that. Not too bad. Uh, this is basically exactly what I thought it would be. You know? Yeah. I was impressed by their, it was a little bit of varying landscapes. So I was worried that it was going to all be Tatooine stuff, you know? Um, we saw him watching over a young Luke, uh, but I think the big surprise was the Grand Inquisitor. Oh yeah, from Rebels. That's what everyone's talking about. Um, yeah. revealed in the trailer. I wasn't expecting that. To Me be honest, either. I haven't read any spoilers or anything about this show, so I think everything would be unexpected, other than Darth Vader. Um, right. But there's been a lot of discourse online about whether or not the look is good, Michael. What do you? The Inquisitor himself. Yeah, the, the Inquisitor. What do you um, what do you think of the Inquisitor? I, I think he looks big stupid, if I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, he looks okay. a little goofy. You know, okay, when he's walking around, he looks a lot like novice Haim uh, from Doctor Who. Um oh boy. And it's just, I don't know. He's just not I'm just not feeling it. Looks kind of like a cat lady with a headdress on. Um I kinda I guess I kind of see it. I don't know. With the in, in her in her black outfit or gray outfit is what I'm specifically talking about. He's he has a, a very bulbous head, which is a little yeah, bit different a, than the head weird, shape from Rebels. In a weird little hat, and <laughs> and honestly, I I'm gonna know I'm gonna I already caught some hell for this in person. It clearly, like, um, but I'm not what about the I'm I'm not about the helicopter lightsaber. I think that's dumb. I mean, I think it's fine and animated, but but it looks cool. Does it? I think it looks pretty stupid. I'll have to see it more. I, it does look good in animation, but. Yeah, it's really um, it's cool and animated, and it, like I feel like you can do a lot more stuff like that. That's kind of goofball, but like you know, I see what you're saying. It, it was a big juxtaposition between the like grounded, grizzled uh, tone of the rest of the trailer. You know? Yeah, I I didn't love it. I'm well, okay. Specifically, if they fly from it, that's not okay with me. They're not going to do that. I they don't did. Think. The, they did it in the cartoon. I don't think they're gonna do that here. That would be that would be something. That well, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like spinning it maybe as like a hip, as a hypnotism thing. Maybe I think like as a shield, you know. Oh like, no, you think like, like it's in, going in so front fast of you? That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they do that? Is that a thing? I yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. Mm. We'll see. I, I, the flying I, would be interesting. Now I kind of hope that happens. It it well, I mean th- that's that's 
that they do that with them in the uh, in the cartoon, right? Like the, the like the whole armies of inquisitors will like fly in on their lightsabers, and it's kind um, of goofy. It's giving it's giving spy kids. You know the girl with the uh, yes. the pigtails, the helicopter pigtails. That's oh, what God. that's what I'm picturing with what you're talking about. That that same uh, effect. Yeah. Um, um, it does look like they're carrying over a little bit of uh, cyberpunk aesthetic from Mandalorian. No, not about Mandalorian. Book of Boba Fett. Because you see uh, Inquisitor walking in a very Blade Runner-esque type city. I don't know where they are. But it's got lots of neon, it's dark, and it's wet. And it looks a lot like, uh, you know, Blade Runner or Cyberpunk 2077 or any of those. Yeah, I was really happy about that. I mean, it it is a lot of sand, though. But um, it's tattooing, so that's going to happen. But Well, Darth Vader's in it, and he hates sand, so maybe... They'll be somewhere else, you know. I mean, I like. I can forgive a lot with a Blade Runner aesthetic, you know. It can. Yeah, that's it true. Can, it can carry a show for me. So if, if they had the Vangelis score too, then I'm in. Um, but I don't know. The trailer is cool. Um, I'm not like nearly as gassed up as a bunch of people are about it, but like, I'm I'm into it. I think it looks good. How does it compare to other Star Wars shows for you? um man i guess i'm more excited than i well you know what i'd rather mandalorian at this point i'd rather mandalorian but i'm more excited than boba fett for yeah for it's, yeah i'd rather have this in boba season two i just want some cool lightsaber fights you know i think that's what mandalorian is missing you think so yeah yeah that's why the ahsoka episode was so good i thought it had like just like a nice change of pace so i'm hoping this is more of that but i hope it's good I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure it will be at the very least decent. Yeah, and who knows what happens to Obi Wan Kenobi? Like, we don't know what his fate is. So, there's a lot of suspense going to be in the show. You know, same with I, Luke. I wonder if he'll be able able to protect Luke. You know, I, I don't know. I hope I hope he makes it through. We'll see. I, I hope this middle aged uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is able to become the old man Obi Wan that we do know from the from the films. It's sure to serve some gripping, nail biting. Uh, suspense for sure in this show. So we have that to look. What if to. they did they being people who make movies? Uh, what if they did prequels that were like what ifs? You know, like where they didn't, where they weren't in continuity, but you knew that going in, like anything. Like the what ifs show? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. But like Obi Wan Kenobi is it is truly a what if series where you know Obi Wan could die or things could go different. I would love that. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Do, do you think that would hurt their popularity? Probably because it would be it's not canon inconsequential and not canon. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but I don't know what threads you could introduce here that would because sometimes you can retroactively make something have a payoff that you set up that you didn't mean to set up before. Do you know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, that's that is half of nerd filmmaking. It's paying off on a line that was de- yeah. delivered and meant meant nothing years so, ago. Like, I don't know what they could do because he you know, it's such a small role in the feature parts that we've seen of him. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll be something that I'm not thinking. Well, of, he was though. a big role in the prequels. So but this is after that. So you can't like yeah. pay off anything. I will that... pay it off. No, I guess not. But you can you can maybe pick up some some dropped threads or. Is that interesting? No. It is just beat some people. I um, shouldn't. You know what? It is. It is it. because I I should have asked Matt to clarify. But when the trailer came out, Matt. Uh, at my store was talking about um, how 
something in this ties into a, something very specifically what you just said um, ties into something that Obi-Wan said uh, to imply that he and Vader have fought previously. And he's excited to see what that's like. Huh. And, and I sort of said what I, what I, my opinion on that type of writing is like, that's very lazy. It's just like, well, let me take this one line and apply a bunch of stuff to it. And now this line has meaning like there wasn't George Lucas foreshadowing or planning anything that is current writers turning the barrel over and tapping it to find some some threads i mean maybe but it could be the opposite of lazy like maybe they really have to like work twice as hard to tie something in you know maybe i mean we'll have to wait and see i'm trying to look at the bright side here but i think it's like of any star wars thing this is the perfect thing that uh asks for a sequel i mean a prequel because of his age you know because of the actor's age and situation it's just like duh that this would get made you know yeah yeah exactly but um i was very excited this one's another uh divisive one uh miss marvel the disney plus show we finally got a trailer for it today uh monday i'm not happy with it there's a lot of um back and forth we'll say i mean i guess that doesn't surprise me but yeah it's a female centered show how could and it especially not be? a non-white female so like yeah. well goodness yeah um, <laughs> who would have thought there is uh so a lot of people are saying it looks a little um like cw but i didn't really see that at all i thought it looked a lot the i don't know i thought the tone and the characters themselves like it didn't look anything cwe to me um I mean, other than that she's in high school they've got some money so that's that's not it yeah, the effects look good, they have too. A, budget. Um, a lot of people, I would say the biggest thing people are mad about is the change in her powers, which we've talked about a bit. Right. Um, but I think a lot of people are finding out about it for the first time now with this trailer, you know? Oh, um, sure. I, it's such a tricky subject because um, of what, you know, Kamala Khan stands for and who should be, I think, leading the discussion here you know right absolutely um because we haven't had a lot there's been like actually i I guess no representation for southeast asian characters um and a lot of people are of the opinion that her powers are like inform the story a bit because um the first graphic novel no normal the powers play a part in that in that when she gets them she transforms into carol danvers because that's who she idolizes but the story is about her, you know, learning to be her, Kamala, not, um, Carol. you know, Carol. And right. her powers aren't pretty. They're, like, kind of ugly and grotesque, you know? So it's like, it didn't happen the way she thought it would. They're not all sparkly like Carol's, but they're, they're what hers, she, you know? they're hers, right. yeah. Um, so that, no, I don't absolutely. think that aspect is going to be in the show because her powers are really cool looking. Right. You know? I mean, also judgment needs to be reserved until we see the final product as well absolutely however i wouldn't i don't think that that's necessarily a uh make or break deal for me at the very least but i mean i don't look good um characters look cool um yeah her powers her powers do look cool they are different but um i liked um her guidance counselor look like diet post malone that's cool kind Um, of but um what to it's coming out may june, june. 8th 
Okay. So there's so gonna be some overlap. We're gonna have one. we're gonna have Obi Wan episode three and Miss Marvel episode one same week. Is wow. I think is that the first time this has happened? Star Wars and Marvel crossing over uh, like that? Oh boy, I think so. But I. Mm, it I makes sense really... as we get more shows as this would happen. You know, it's bound I to mean, happen eventually. Yeah, you got to remember we were um, they were stretching out all those shows during COVID and not having any overlap because they didn't have right. the content. So, I mean, I'm okay. It'll with be, it. It's a good time to be a comic book or pop culture fan, you know? Exactly. We're getting two things. Um, but I thought even though, even with the power change, it looked very honest and authentic. And, um, you know, the creators, Muslim and G. Willow Wilson is super involved in it. So I, right. I tend to trust them. So I'm hoping, I'm definitely going to reserve judgment. But it looks, from my perspective, it looks really, really good. I'm yeah, excited. I think I think it looks good too. I'm into it. I'm excited, and I'm getting ready to. Uh, I'm excited to cover it. You know, being able to talk about it. Yep, me but too. It seems it seems like a lot of the complaints uh, for this are in the same sort of vein as what Turning Red is getting too. A lot of. Oh yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same people mad. I think. Man. Um, show's wow. not about get, me. Get yeah. a life. Um. All right, we got another trailer. Another one. Another one. Oh, where's my the boys? One? The Boys season three. Hello, boys. Um, you haven't watched any of the boys, right, Michael? None. None. Did this uh, season three trailer um, do anything the, for you? Okay. Am I? Does it make me want to watch the boys? The short answer is no. Um, however, it was a very good trailer. It was exciting. I thought it looked really cool. Uh, it's very like, well edited. Yeah, it is. It's a very good trailer. Uh, I liked it. For a second, I was like, maybe I'll watch. And then I stopped myself. <laughs> like, I'm not gonna. What am I? What am I going to start now? I think you should season before season three. You have time. They're no, pretty just short start with season three. Oh yeah, yeah. Just start jump in the middle. I mean, um, it's fine. This one sees uh, the boys getting powers. You know, yeah, souped up. So that's pretty exciting. Um, we also get our first look at Soldier Boy, Jensen Ackles' character, who's like you. a <laughs> who's like a Captain America right. um, riff. You know. It's been promised that there this uh, season is adapting the Hero Gasm arc, so that should be something insane to look forward to. Uh, that's. Um, I mean, I might have to watch that episode. Honestly, this trailer had scenes from like fifty different or like fifty different scenes. You know, it, it was right. a lot. Um, yeah, so it's hard so to like break down it. each frame. Yeah, I need like a, a new Rockstar's forty-minute video. That's like I'm sure there is one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got some new characters too, but I'm, I don't know. Are I think it looks really this? good. Yeah, I love the boys. Um, okay, I've avoided the comic. I don't want to have that be part of my perception. Um, okay. Oh, so you don't want to be like, oh well, in the third trade they did this differently. That was better. That and I think a lot of the issues aren't like as tactfully uh, ah tackled in the comic so i don't want that to be to influence how i feel they're doing it in the show you know what i mean absolutely i get um but maybe i'll read it when the show's over because it's been hard because i want to know what's what's coming next but because then it can't taint anything you're uh Mm -hmm. have you read uh the hero gasm stuff no i know what it is but i haven't read it okay it's pretty infamous yeah maybe you can just watch those scenes (laughs) I mean, I'm. I want to see what they do. You know. Yeah, it's definitely it'll inform whether or not they go there. But, um, 
it wouldn't be an uncanny universe episode if we didn't talk about some dc eu announcements or cancel it like you know something canceled or we we, we cancel everybody yeah everyone's been canceled miss marvel canceled everybody but Um, us is canceled yeah speaking of speaking of there's a there's a pretty funny snl skit that i don't know if it's funny to everyone but it's like it's called white dude with a podcast (laughs) and it's like they give fisher price podcast sets to men just so they have like an outlet to say all their stupid things and they hurt a little bit i gotta be honest as two white men with a podcast (laughs) yeah i mean Um, yeah that's us though it hits home anyway dc that's us here we are. Okay, yeah, so they. Cool. It, was, it was a nice while we had it, guys. Uh, we'll see it. We'll see it never. Yeah, with these DC delays, I don't think we have anything to talk about anymore. Um, True. So DC moved everything around, and I'm not exaggerating. Pretty much everything. Yes. Um, that was you know slated. Remember all those trailers for 2022 DC? Did you get that in front of Batman? And it was like the four yes. different. Yeah, they just did that. It's insane to me. It's like when the Dark Phoenix trailer came out and then a week later or like two days later, they changed the date. Like they pushed it back. It's like... I remember. No, it's either no planning or... Like it's... I I don't understand. Like, especially with Dark Phoenix, they printed up those popcorn buckets. You know what I mean? Like I have one with the old date on it. Like it's a, what happened? It's a mystery. Who knows? I mean, that movie sucks anyway. So, but if, yeah. your, if your movie is constantly shuffling dates... And it's not COVID related. I don't know, man. They're saying I think the implication is that some of this is COVID related, but a lot of them have been finished or are wrapping up. You know, uh-huh. um, with the CGI, you can. It, some of them could be COVID related because they're basically animated films at this point. You know, and you can do the Marvel approach or the Sony approach and just crunch the, you know, the the people working on it, make them work seven days a week until it's done it has to be done by this time you know Mm -hmm. um like with spider-man they were editing things after it was in theaters like improving effects and stuff it's a little embarrassing i thought uh um so maybe this is a good thing maybe this means they're gonna actually like give these animators some time off and a little bit more breathing room to make it look perfect i you would hope i do think the dceu has good effects good visual effects most of the time i mean you you have to yeah so uh, I'll just go through them. Aquaman yeah, 2 is supposed to come out this year in December. Yes. And now it's coming out March 2023. So moved a few months. Um, I still think it's going to be a summer movie because it's Aquaman, but whatever. I mean, Black yeah. Adam. I, I, yeah. Not, it didn't make sense in Christmas anyway. Spring's a little better, but. I don't know. I mean, Shazam was a Christmas movie and it was in summer. And then Aquaman came out in the winter. So what are they who knows? doing? I don't know. Um, so that's coming out in March uh, of next year. Um, so a whole year from now, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Black Adam was supposed to come out this this summer, this July, and now it's coming out October twenty first. Okay. Um, so that's weird that it moved from such a prestige date. You know, July yeah. July big... is like premium movie time. You know. Yeah. Right. It vacated. Huh. Um, the Flash was supposed to come out this November this year. And now it's coming out June 23rd, 2023. So nice. that's like the last one. It's, that one moved really far. Um, and it's not like they're like replacing their own dates with other DC movies. They're, they're just like moving off of some of these dates. It's weird. They're just moving everything. Yeah. Um, 
there's some speculation that maybe Flash is at the end because it'll be like a Flashpoint reset thing. So they want the other movies to come out first. I mean, that makes sense. If they're trying I to think that makes too much sense and that it's not happening. You know, that's that not does make way too much sense. Yeah. So I don't think they would care. I think they would reset it and then have movies after that. And it wouldn't. Yeah. For DCEU creative, that's a lot of credit. I don't know. <laughs> Um, that requires being like, I wonder how people will feel about this movie when they see it. You know, that's not a thought that occurs I think, sometimes. Um, DC League of Super Pets, another oh, Dwayne Johnson too? movie. Three of these are the rock movies. I feel bad for him. He did an Instagram live talking about these movies because he produced Shazam. He stars in Black Adam and he voices in Super Pets. He's like, hey, everyone, all my movies are moving. Um, wow. So DC League of Super Pets was pushed back from May this year to July 29th of this year so not too far at all wow. still coming out this year we got we got pets to look forward to okay shazam fury of the gods shazam 2 moved up it's coming out sooner now okay um it was supposed to be mid 2023 and now it's coming out this december december 16th okay um that's a big move up yeah i don't know michael <laughs> what, i don't know I, can you read so read the tea leaves here what is is this is it is it i really don't know not, if it's not flash and flashpoint then what the heck what what are we doing here what's the point maybe black adam has some kind of tease in shazam that they wanted to make happen and then but you, you would know? feel like they would have learned that from oh wait black adam's october and shazam is december maybe it's the other way around i don't but know you think you would have learned or they would have learned from uh marvel that you don't have to stick to oh well we got to keep this here because it teases this Marvel was trying to do that, and then like, ah, eh, you know what? People are still going to go see it no matter what, and then we'll just put put it out, yeah, with, with whatever makes sense for us. So, like how we saw Julia Louis Dreyfus in Black Widow before, we're right. supposed to have known her at that point. Yeah, exactly. It's not that important, but again, I don't think they're moving it for that reason. <laughs> um, yeah. So Shazam is now in December. Uh, other Warner Brothers moves are Meg Two. Uh, yep. it's gonna. It got a date. It didn't have a date before, but now it's coming out August fourth, twenty twenty three. That's right. Very far away. Um, can't even really anticipate that. I feel like Meg to the and, trench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We um. Know. And Wonka, the Timothy Chalamet, uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory movie, got pushed back from March, twenty twenty three to December fifteenth, twenty twenty three. Very far. Wow. into the distant future um but if it's in december maybe they're doing an oscar thing you never know maybe they're really happy with what they're seeing and they're like this must be in the winter time because that's what you know november december is oscar movie season so. of course i don't think that's the reason though again there has doesn't have to be a reason they just move it um there's got to be a bigger reason though i'm sure there is i'm sure they have dates in mind maybe they'll move new things to these dates or i don't know i i think with them pushed back maybe they just weren't done with a lot mm, of these that could be yeah maybe they're just not finished and they're like well let's just redo the whole slate at this point if we're moving one move move them all yeah maybe. uh so i'm sorry to be such a bearer of bad news michael um i know you were so hyped for a lot of these all of them um so you're gonna have a little bit less dc this year you know, I'll make I think it we'll make it though. Yeah. Um, A24 will keep us through. 
No, I was genuinely looking forward to some of these. So it is kind of a bummer, but you know, there we yeah. are. Um, we got more Dune Part Two news. Oh, couple got of more casting few news from last week. I know every week we get a new casting. This one is for Fade Rotha Harkonnen. Oh, of course, uh, played by Sting. I didn't practice that at all. Yeah, no. Uh, played by Austin Butler, who is. Um, He's kind of a TV actor right now, but he's going to play Elvis in the Elvis biopic, oh, right. like the Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, Rocket Man the, style. I got the Elvis trailer before Batman. I thought he, he looked like he was right. doing a good job. Yeah, I don't really care about music biopics yeah. very much. I also don't care about Elvis at all, really. But you know, it looked all right. I'm going to watch it, but I don't like. I don't know. The biopics are very much like not a narrative. It's just like, and then this happened, and then this happened. You know, it's like right it's not that interesting to me but i think he's gonna be a big deal soon is what i'm saying you know and playing fade rautha is pretty cool uh that was a played by sting previously so so it is a role people are familiar with oh yeah oh yeah sting really was very famous for that role or or made that role very famous i should say sting was already famous no he was a nobody before yeah he was sting who yeah a star making role uh, something like that. But that's that's uh, all I got with news. That's all you got for news. Well, let's let's hear about. I think uh, for, for a word from one of our sponsors. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from seven to nine PM Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. We are going to talk about all the news that I found this week. And uh, there's not a lot. Uh, you know, my, my, my wheelhouse is wrestling, uh, horror, video games, and uh, genre film. I just realized I took one of yours. Oh, no. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I deleted it. I'll um, do it again. I ha- no, I deleted it. Um, so anyway, I only have a couple of, uh, couple of things here. So... Uh, very first actually i think uh i have two of them are trailers so we'll do the trailers last as we normally do um so very first dylan i don't know if you know uh or if you saw this but t west director of the film x which we're going to see this week um shot a surprise uh prequel uh for the film x while he was filming it I did not know this. It's very yes, exciting. That's super cool. Um, so X did it had its world premiere at South by uh, this past week, and it's coming out this week uh, wide. Um, and he has a trailer that we don't ha- we don't get to see yet. It was only at South by um, a, a, a film titled Pearl, which is a prequel to X, starring uh, Mia Goth reprising her role from X. Produced by A24, um, blah, blah, blah. So huh. T-West's Pearl rewinds even further to 1918, 
because it's a prequel to describe the trailer might might spoil some of X's surprise surprises, but it looks even more insane than X and the and the teaser and the trailer teases that it's quote coming soon. How is Mia Goth in it if it's that far in the past? I'm very confused. I don't know. Now I'm like thinking of twists, uh, but this isn't M. Night Shyamalan. I'm sure the old lady is a time traveling version of Mia Goth, right? Mia Goth's character. What if she was though? Maybe. But either way, that's super exciting. And X mm-hmm. X is getting fantastic reviews. So very so is cool. this a full length movie? Like yeah, a film, a, a, pre, a prequel film. That's um, crazy. Let's see, does he have... And There's not like details about it here. I kind of don't want to know anything about it, but... Oh, no, 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 no. There's nothing about uh, the prequel, the, the plot of, of Pearl, but I was seeing if the article had any uh, stuff about how he shot it or what, what happened here. Oh, no, all we know is that he filmed it while at the same time. Oh, okay. I wonder if it was meant to be in the movie and they... I don't know. No, it seems like it was intentional. That's really cool. Regardless, I like a I like a horror cinematic universe. Oh, you know what? So they they shot in New Zealand here, and New New Zealand was locked down while they were filming, so they okay. had a bunch of extra time. Oh, I'm that's guessing. not very common. <laughs> no, that's the exact opposite of what you normally get in uh, and stuff like that. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we're very much looking forward to seeing X this week. Um, it's got a hundred percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes. How many reviews though? Like twenty. Okay, well, good start. Yeah, I, I think we're talking about that next week. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that, make sure you stay tuned for uh, next week's episode. Um, to stick with the horror theme, um, and you know what? And yes, I'm not acknowledging any more of the Cody Rhodes rumors until stuff gets more concrete. There was a redditor, Dylan, who had convinced everyone that Cody Rhodes was going to show up on Monday Night Raw uh, last night, and he didn't do it. Oh, that's sad. And, like, and this is a guy who had called, like, uh, he, his, his bona fides were pretty pretty good. He had, If you look at his, his prediction history or his leaks or whatever. There were, so was like, he lying? Was he like, I've heard from my sources? Or was he I like, I think this will happen? Was he working everybody? No, no. He said he was here from his sources. Oh. Um, but, but he has had some very specific predictions come true, like so-and-so was going to return at the Royal Rumble in this number, you know, uh, stuff like that. So we don't know. We don't know what the deal is there, but um, I'm tired of talking about Cody Rhodes until there's something else, some something concrete. Um, so anyway, no other wrestling news this week other than I'm going to be in San Antonio tomorrow night or tonight as this, as this airs uh, watching Dynamite. So Very excited about that. And Austin the following week. So very exciting. Um, But we have some more horror news. Um, Christina Ricci, who I like quite a bit, um, doesn't work as much mainstream stuff anymore. Um, Still does indie stuff now and then. But um, I don't know. I don't know why. She just doesn't really work much anymore. But um, she has a new film um, called Monstrous. Um, not related to uh, the comic book. It is spelled differently. Um, so this one is coming out May 13th, theaters and VOD simultaneous release um, from the Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment Company. <laughs> okay. Uh, never heard of that, but um, she's done. It doesn't sound like they would make a movie called Monstrous. It does not. 
Um, here's the byline for it. Um, in the film, Laura, played by Christina Ricci, traumatized by an abusive relationship, finally runs away from her former husband with her seven-year-old son, Cody. But in their new idyllic remote sanctuary, they find they have another bigger and more terrifying monster to deal with, one that will test their mental health issues to the limit. It seems a lot like uh, the Babadook to me, or like inspired by a little bit. Um, That's what, a good thing. What did you think of the trailer for this, Dylan? Uh, I'm really excited for it. I love Christina Ricci. I'm fresh on her because I just watched Yellow Jackets. Oh, um, yeah, the Showtime thing. Yeah, which is unfortunate because no one has Showtime, so no one can watch it. But I'm always I like down her. For it. I like her a lot. I've, yeah. I think she's really, really good. Um, I think she never, she almost got like mega huge for a little bit and then it just didn't happen. Um, she was like the it girl for a little bit, right? For indies. Like she was like, uh, you know, with that Parker Posey crowd back when, you know, uh, late 90s, early 2000s when she was doing Buffalo 66 and uh, uh, I'm forgetting movies. Um, Pecker, the John Waters movie, Pumpkin was really good. But anyway, I like Christina Ricci quite a bit and I'm definitely into this. I think um, this trailer is really cool, exciting. Um, it's premiering at the uh, Fright Fest in glasgow so interesting so we'll see what what uh, comes out of that but uh, go who's check directing it. this movie um Is someone that, we know i know i don't but i don't believe so chris um, siverston yeah interesting i don't know that name um he oh, did he lost did, yeah. i know who killed me oh that was terrible yeah it did, yeah it was and all, all looks like a, yeah interesting hmm. well <laughs> was i know who killed me who did that was that the um it's still a low end movie. Yeah, oh, it was really no. bad. It was like comically bad. Well, you know, look, everyone's allowed to have some stinkers, but maybe this will be his first good one, right? I I'm hoping so because I th- I think it looks pretty cool, but um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, the last trailer news, big big trailer, big trailer came out, boys. Oh boy, here we go. We're here, Sonic. The Hedgehog 2 final trailer dropped yesterday. Um, And if I'm going to be completely honest, it's not great, the trailer. Um, Hmm. I guess the trailer's fine, I guess. But the effects really took me out of it. And I know it's based on a video game, but a lot of it looks like a video game. You know what I'm saying? Like A lot of this looks like it's straight out of the PS5. Actually, no, PS4. You know, I don't know if that's a problem. I mean, for most people, though, that's like, true. Like kids, there's why, well, yeah. Why spend more to make it look good? <laughs> you know, yeah, but like I'm an adult, but I'm also not an adult Sonic fan. I just liked that last one. Did you like it, or was it surprisingly good? Um, mm. I feel like if you went back and watched it, maybe I'm wrong. I I'm mainly speaking for myself, but I feel like if I went back and watched it, I would be like, eh. I think I I think Sonic was the perfect storm of low expectations meeting mid quality. Yeah, because my expectations were below the floor in the basement. Yeah, you know, it's um, just like subterranean expectations. And then when something comes up and is like, all right, like that's a huge swing. So I enjoy I enjoyed the heck out of Sonic. This one has mid expectations for me, though, and it looks like it's going to be mid. 
Yeah. I hope it's not. I hope it's great and surprises us again. But um, the you trailer didn't make me think it was anything new or interesting. I, you know what? I think I'm back to where I was with the original Sonic, and I'm not really looking forward to this anymore. I'm gonna go see it, and I hope it. I hope it turns it around. But I'm I'm hoping it's gonna be um, more than mid. That's that's our new uh, hashtag. Join more than on, mid. Make sure you get, join us on Twitter with the hashtag more than mid, please. Uh, we'll I hope be, it's good. Um, it's and, got knuckles and tails. So, and are we gonna get any other uh, Sonic crew reveals? You gotta tease one at the end, right? Who are we I getting? We getting Amy. Amy, yeah. I'm hoping for Big the Cat, but I think it's gonna be Amy. I love Big the Cat, dude. No, it's gonna be Shadow. Oh right, yeah, duh, it's Shadow. When are we gonna get the Chows? That's what I want. And then, and then you get a whole Chow movie. I mean, that, that just replaces the minions. You just yeah, I was about to say that's just that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah, you get a Chow TV show, and then Sonic shows up every now and again to like teach him how to play sports or you know whatever it is that he would do when you go to the Chow farm and Sonic Adventure one and two. I have a very special relationship with Chows. I uh, oh yes, yeah. I I it was like my Tamagotchi. I had a Chow that I was obsessed with that I raised and trained. Oh, did you kill? And it? no, I think I don't okay. think you. I don't no, you can. can um but i was super into it i spent a lot of hours on the gamecube uh, yeah me too but on the dream sonic adventure battle 2 i think it's called right. or something like that's a long dumb name but right. Dude, i don't the, know the chow system was really fun i loved it in sonic adventure 1 dylan you if if you were my age sonic adventure 1 would have been your jam because you know the dreamcast memory cards what they look like yeah have the little screens and buttons on them and you can take them out and put little things on them so you could put your chow on the memory card take it to school and like level it up and train it at school or i mean or you know out out at the store or whatever you're doing but of of course school and then if your friend is a dreamcast you can plug your vmus into each other and they can fight and race and whatever that's awesome i didn't know super forward thinking yeah I thought I loved the Chows. Now I was the only kid with the Dreamcast, so I would just bring two. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. Everyone, look at my Chows. <laughs> They're like, uh, that looks like crap. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. Anyway, the Chows were cool. I'm hoping that that that's my picks as we're gonna get the, the Chows showing up in Sonic Two. Uh, when is Sonic Two coming out, Dylan? I don't have the release date handy. Do you? April eighth, so I believe. Yeah. The week after Morbius. Good. At least we'll. Um, it's a one-two punch of amazing movies coming out. A Marvel legend. More than mid movies. Hashtag more than mid. That's that's all I really want out of any movie going experience. Is it to be hashtag more than mid. Or less than mid. I'm okay with that too. Or, I mean, I think Not you mid. become you become spiritually more than mid. Spiritually True. hashtag yeah. more than mid when you are so bad that I enjoy the hell out of it. Like the room or you know. Maybe not that malignant. bad. Not, not, not like catastrophically bad, but like I can't give me a malignant. malignant. Yes, malignant. Um. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Oscar um, hashtag I, Oscars to your moment. I, I think Dylan, we need a hashtag more than mid is going to be our new catchphrase, or at yeah, least we'll of, of of the week, and then we'll forget okay. next week. <laughs> um. But anyway, um, that's all I've got. So before we get to uh, any of our gaming event commercials, uh. Let's let's talk about our pick of the week really quick. Um, I'm picking, I'm picking a book. Uh, my pick Ooh. of the week is from Black Caravan. 
comics. That's right. Um, they do. They specialize in a lot of like black paper comics. You know what I'm saying? Like they're the comics are all black and they look very metal. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is a really cool looking comic to me. It came in today, and I mean, obviously, I ordered it. I'm the store manager. I I know I ordered it, <laughs> but I completely forgot about it. Um, and it looks like it looks really neat. It's called Rad Wraith. Wraith with a W. Rad Wraith number right. one. Uh, I just sent the, the cover to Dylan. Um, it's very it's like a punk rock swamp thing on the cover. Um, Black Caravan. Um, here it is. Red uh, Rad Wraith is the story of a young skateboarder named Grom who falls victim to a prank gone wrong and dies at the bottom of a half pipe. What his killers don't know is that this half pipe was built on cursed land and now that curse is coming for them. So it's a it's Why a, not? It's a it looks the art looks good. The art's really cool and it's very punk rock and metal and all their art is super cool, but that's very like a low print run type of type of material. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's Black rare. Carav- you can, you can, yes, you can really trust Black Caravan though to give you some some cool content. It's it's from Scout. It's a, it's an imprint of Scout. Okay, cool. Yeah. But that's all I got. My pickle. I have two this week. Ooh. Number one. There's not a lot of launches this week, but. There's a good one from DC. It's called World's Finest, Superman and Batman. No, sorry, Batman and Superman. They, they flipped it. Um, yes. Written by Mark Wade, art by Dan Mora. We love Dan Mora. He did um, uh, Once in Future, and yes. he did Power Rangers, and he's done a bunch of DC detective comics, stuff like that. Um, I really like his art. Um, I haven't picked up a book like this in a while, like a Superman Batman book, um, but I'm going to read it for the art, and we love Mark Wade. So yeah. Yeah, the art is really it's, nice too. So, and the, I, I like the slapping variant covers, the incentive yes. ones where it's the the, the meme, Sidarsky, right? The meme one. Yeah, and there's two versions: there's Superman slapping Batman and Batman slapping Superman. So, whatever <laughs> team you're on, you can get your own variant. That's um, fantastic. But I'm also picking one that no one can read. It's the JLA Avengers uh, trade paperback from the Hero Initiative in honor of George Perez. Yes. Um, it is. If in case anyone doesn't know, it is a reprint of the classic, um, you know, Marvel DC crossover event. Um, but it's been out of print for forever because, of course, you know, AT and T and Disney aren't going to team up to split the profits of a graphic novel. You know, it's like a hard thing to put together. But the Hero Initiative did it, and they did a seven thousand print run, which is very limited, criminally small. Um, yeah, very, very limited. I'm thinking it's because uh, there must have been something in the contract where they agreed to a small number of copies being made, not a huge, you know, sum that they would see eating into their own profits, you know? So I, right. I, if I had to guess, I don't think it's, I don't think Hero Initiative got to choose the, uh, oh, I'm sure the they production didn't, run like, of this. You would think that like Marvel in DC would like, they're never going to reprint this again. Like, be good corporate citizens and, be okay yeah. with losing money to a charity no <laughs> there's no way oh <laughs> uh, fair enough yeah i guess because i guess then they could just reprint it on their own and just make the profit there's no way yeah um but uh so we ordered a ton of course like hundreds for bedrock but we only got in single digits um yes. so we're able to give some to some people who are who uh you know asked for it very early but we have one at each location that we're raffling off it's three dollars per entry or raffle ticket, and it's gonna be for one week starting today. That's so exciting. And running through the end of the day next Tuesday. And you can buy as many entries as you want. 
and uh, it gets you a raffle ticket and you are entered to get the graphic novel and um, all the money is going to Hero Initiative. We're donating all of it. So I think this is the most fair way yeah, to absolutely. distribute the last ones and like for a good cause, you know? So even if you, you might win it, you never know. But when you're checking out, just donate $3, you know, it's not a big deal. Or more if you really want to yeah. try. And Hero Initiative is like a creator fund for comic creators who are in financial need, like um, help, like medical bills or. Yeah, we partnered with them a few years back uh, and got that George Perez signing. Yeah, we did the awesome Wonder Woman auction, that Wonder Woman art auction at, at the, the store. That was really cool, too. Yes. Um, so, yeah, come get an entry for that. Sorry if you can't read it, but you might win. So, and you'll get some good karma for donating to a good cause. That's my exactly. Um, and if you want to go all the way back to episode 100, uh, you can hear our interview with George Perez. Uh, Ron and I got to talk to the legend himself. Nice. On, on a phone call and i out of courtesy deleted his phone number so did you i did i did wow you're better than me because i, I would have kept it and never used it but i just to just know i have it, to, it just show it to people yeah the contact card right yeah. like oh 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 this this george prince <laughs> yeah, as, I, as i subtly show my phone or does it accidentally leave it open on the table i have scott snyder's phone number from when he called in during midnight launch party nice Style. i will never text him that's like too much you know but hey scott yeah no (laughs) all right well anyway let's let's uh let's hear about these gaming events now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming gaming events for the month of march kicking it off with keyforge we run two events a month at our clear lake location from 7 p.m to around 9 keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players feel free to come by an hour early to learn how to play You can join us this month on March 4th and March 18th. We are bringing back in-person Beginners RPG Day on March 26th. This month we are playing Spirit of 77, the 1970s pop culture RPG that turns up the volume and never slows down. Kung Fu tough guys, good old boy truckers, starry-eyed rockers, hard-boiled sleuths, all jam-packed into one funky, easy-to-learn game system that's powered by the apocalypse. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, character sheets will all be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited. Sign-ups are only open three weeks before the event. To sign up, call the Clear Lake location. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. This month on March 12th at the Katy location, we'll be hosting the WizKids Chimera Paint Night. The following Saturday the 19th at Clear Lake, we'll be painting the Ice Troll. For only $20, you'll get one miniature, 12 paints, two brushes, a water pot, and a palette. Come down and try to follow the given instructions or forge your own path. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back with our feature presentation. We are going to talk about Turning Red, the new Disney Pixar film. Uh, that is sadly straight to streaming uh, bom, bom. To, to Disney Plus. Not even a premium. I just got this with my subscription. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yo, no, no, no. I mean, me too. Um, from my, my wallet is, I should say. But anyway, so um, full spoilers for Turning Red. Um, if you care about such things, uh, there is your warning. We will be spoiling the entire plot of the film. So, 
Uh, Dylan, were you excited for, for, I almost said killing red for turning red. Did you like the previous two? Did you like soul and Luca? I did. I love both of those. Uh, I thought, I think Disney animation in general and Pixar, you know, all the umbrella has been doing really well. I liked Raya. I liked, um, Encanto, you know, they've been knocking out of the park, I feel like. So, um, and this was one that like even more above the others I was looking forward to because it looked, um, visually distinct, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, upon seeing the trailer and I like, I like bow that short film, the Disney, the Pixar short yes. film. I thought that was a highlight. Um, bow was in and, front of what movie? Toy Story 4. Oh, uh, they all run together. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that one's directed by Dami. She who directed this one. This is her first oh, really? movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that with all sense. that knowledge, I was very hyped for this. The art does, or the art style is very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about you? Were you excited at all for this? Um, no. It kind of snuck up on you, right? It did. I forgot about it entirely. Um, it was. I'm not. I didn't watch Luca, and I didn't watch Soul. Um, not for any real reason, other than I, animation isn't really my thing. And if we're not reviewing it, I'm probably not going to remember to watch it. And then, I not that I dislike Pixar movies. I just or animated movies just in general. I just I don't really care. Um, well, also, I feel like the marketing campaigns for these have been a little under the weird. radar. Yeah, they just like a trailer Super will weird. come out and then it's like it's out next week and then it just kind of appears, you know. So, right. I think if these had theatrical runs, you would it'd be more in your face and you'd be anticipating it. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but I I completely forgot about it. I only knew it had a panda in it. I didn't really know anything about it either. Um, so, so even going into it, like up until watching it, you didn't, you weren't aware of like the controversy or anything. Behind um, it? well, no, as it got closer to, I actually, I watched it yesterday as of recording. Oh, so okay. I watched it on Monday. Okay. Um, so no, I had seen some of the stuff online, um, about allegories in the film and also some of the negativity that people have been giving the movie, which is really stupid. Um, I came to find out and I also just came in assuming and knowing that well if it's getting that type of backlash i'm sure the movie's actually pretty good right um, yeah if if it's the same if it's not to, not to malign anybody but i will i mean if it's if it's the joe rogan crowd you know dumping on a movie you know fellow um, podcaster fellow fellow white man <laughs> podcaster joe rogan uh, that's us we're in the I don't same be crowd. In that. i don't want to be in that group bold of us uh comparing ourselves to joe rogan in any capacity in terms of podcasting it's like uh, we're based i mean we basically do the same thing okay yeah just as many listeners yeah just as many uh just as fat of a spotify contract but i know what you mean <laughs> um yes. but yeah so anyway i was not looking forward to it until actually i started to see all the negativity in the talk and i was like oh this is probably gonna be pretty good so backfired yeah like checkmate. i think any movie any studio executive would pray for a memeable bad review like what this movie got you know yeah um i'm talking about the one where he said this movie's appeal was very limited because it was made for the children of asian immigrants living in toronto you know (laughs) right and so it didn't appeal to him um and then of course everyone was like well i'm not a fish so you know finding nemo didn't appeal to me or i don't live in andy's room so toy story really didn't it wasn't made for yeah, me. Saw, it didn't appeal for me. It's I like, saw all those, and I love that. It's funny. There's like, uh, 
I think, um, speaking as a white man, uh, <laughs> if everything's made for you and you're generally used to that, you know, yes, you don't have to like fire up the the sympathy or the um, like projecting uh, part empathy. of your brand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right. empathy. Yeah, you don't have to worry about. Empathy, empathy. You don't have to. You, I mean, I don't want to say they're sociopaths, but like, right. if you're used to everything being for you, when something's not, it's like, oh, well, I don't like this, you know? Right. It's it's like how your your dog, not your dog, uh, but one's dog or cat, is the very is so sweet to you, loves you, loves you, but only sees you, and then a random person comes in and you're talking to them, and the dog is like, hey, why aren't you talking to me? We're supposed to be. Yeah. Like, what What about mm-hmm. me? You need to give me attention. Like yeah. I give you, I give you all of my attention, dog. Relax. I'm gonna give this person attention now, and that's yeah. understandable for a dog, but not so much a human man. You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't want to take all the blame off of them. I just think that's the reason. It's still inexcusable, and people should be sympathetic and be able to put themselves in the or empathetic and put themselves yes. in the shoes of the character that they're, they're watching. I think that's the goal of movies. You know? Um, Absolutely. But if you can't do that, you can't really teach empathy you know so sorry that's very uh, i must feel bad for them because that's so limiting to the movies you can enjoy you know what i mean yeah true and if you're only if you're only trying to watch movies that are about yourself or you know that only represent you uh what's the point why are you watching a movie i mean i can't identify with superheroes but i love the marvel movies and i think you can take away universal lessons and human condition narratives that apply to everything like this one at its core is about being yourself you know that's like most disney movies actually right um or embracing what makes us different you know the the common themes so i think there's something to take away for everyone if you're able to stretch your imagination a little bit right i so getting getting to the film i really liked it um i so this is so um very small detour i uh wall mounted a tv in my second bedroom for the first time so i've got a it's real good i now have a media room i mean it's also Lori's craft room but you know (laughs) we i have a a couch in there with double seated uh recliners with the drink holders and the console in the middle like so it's also a media room that's amazing yeah and gets very dark and made some popcorn this was the movie i debu- i debuted in my th- in my little theater room oh nice um, yeah and i had a really good time with it um i really really enjoyed this movie um i thought you know the characters were very strong and relatable and different um i like i liked all the characters in this movie honestly um i i don't know Dylan, what did you what what was your overall opinion on this movie? Did you really like it or did you? Uh, yeah, well. Was it more hashtag more than mid? In case everyone, anyone's like not at all heard of it, it's about. Oh, yeah. A high schooler. Her name's uh, Maylee. And yes. she's kind of dorky and awkward. And um, <laughs> she's a she's an immigrant, Asian immigrant living in in Canada. Not that any of that really affects the story too much. Um, or she has know, a really your, your enjoyment of it. Though. She does. Yeah. Um, but she uh randomly uh turns into a red panda, giant red panda. Yes. Um, triggered by her emotions, it, it seems like, and then um, 
she's trying to hide that from her mom. It's really about like a mother daughter relationship, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandra O oh plays a mother. Her name's Ping, um, or Ming. And um, I don't know. I don't want to give away too much. You know, it is like a little bit. It, it is one where I guess you could spoil the very end of it, but yeah, I think I mean, at its core, it's a mother daughter slash coming of age movie. And I also do think like there's not like yeah you're right there's not much to give away here, um, yeah. But there's also if you've ever seen a movie, there's not going to be much to surprise you. Exactly. Yeah, I actually think this is like similar to Lady Bird a little bit. Like it? it's obviously, I don't know. I thought a lot of the story beats were the same about the. I don't um, like. I don't if you like, like this, you might like this because Lady Bird was also a coming of age. Um, teenage girl situation it, it was heavily hinged on her relationship to her mother in that movie too you know i don't growing I don't apart with that. That, that i think sense. there's like yeah the, but there's like universal things that happen in this movie like i don't know everyone goes through that thing where they like are like i said growing apart from their parent but like you still have that bond you know what i mean right like you got to learn to be your own person and not rely on them so much. And same with, you know, the mother on the daughter and, or, you know, father and son, I guess that could all be applied to, but I thought all the emotional aspects like that are what I enjoyed the most. I thought it was really funny too. It was hilarious. I laughed out loud at several parts of the movie and I don't do that a lot. Yeah. It was the funny, I think maybe the funniest Pixar movie. I haven't, I haven't laughed like that. A lot of, a lot of the animated ones, but it's cute. It's funny. It's like, very kinetic. I love the animation a lot. It was it's very good. A little bit anime inspi- inspired, you know. A little bit. Um, it wasn't hyper realistic like what Pixar goes for all the time. I feel like. And I appreciated the the that it was Canadian, um, because yeah. like, and they make Canadian references that like I only get I think because my girlfriend's Canadian and her family's Canadian. So like when they said something about a loony, like I know what that means. You know? Did she watch it with you? No, she was asleep. Oh, okay, makes sense. Um, but no, but like, like, th- th- there's a lot of like weird little Canadian references that are in the movie that I think the standard American audience wouldn't necessarily pick up on. So yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, and not that's not like a detractor. Like if you don't, if you're not Canadian, you're not gonna like the movie. But like, uh, I, I loved it. I, I really, I don't have much wrong really anything wrong with the movie um it's i'm trying to think if i have anything negative it's very it's extremely fast-paced like once it starts it's like um it's a kids movie they usually are yeah it's usually like this 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 but it was like i feel like even less meandering a little bit than some of the other pixar movies like toy story or soul or sure i don't know it was just um it was longer than i expected it was like an hour and 40 yeah normally i expect kids movies to be like sub sub one and a half okay um Um, it didn't feel long to me though not at all it went by really quickly yeah um i i i have nothing wrong with this um i thought it was really good i thought the animation was great i liked the dynamic between the friends and i think like the the friends were really cool yeah was like very relatable like you don't have to be a, an Asian child in Toronto to relate a, a girl 
to relate to this. You know what I'm saying? You've all had friends, you've all had, you know, hopes or problems with your parents or any of that stuff. And hopefully you can see yourself in an aspect, not the entire, the entirety of the character, but you know, you find the one thing that is, you can relate to and that informs the rest of it, you know? And yeah. And her friend group seemed very, not just ethnically diverse, but like personality wise. Yeah, definitely. Like it just seemed like a real friend group. <laughs> I don't know how, how else to say it. Who, but... who was your favorite friend? Mine was Priya. Priya was my favorite too. Yeah. yeah Priya's great. I also she like was... I like them all, but I also like the 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 short one that like yeah, passed out she from was being hungry. She was the funniest, yeah. Yeah. Um she's she's like Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, she's a scene stealer. Yeah. I liked how they were all um I liked Four Team, the uh, oh my god, I, the boy band. Four Team album win, please. I know. Was, I need four. I want a Four Team shirt for sure. Four, four Town. Four Town. Oh, sorry, Four Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, I want. We're, I like that they address because it's like there's five of them. I literally thought that right before they said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but who cares? That's how it happens in real life too. Um, are they? I wonder if Four are, Asterisk are, Town. Are they on Spotify? Yeah, be. the songs. Yeah, the songs from this are. That's. Um, I mean, Four Town's good. Who's your favorite member of Four Town? I like Robert. Yeah, he's voiced by Jordan Fisher, who I like a lot. I of like course. the actor a lot. Um, he speaks French. But Phineas did the music for this. Phineas, who is Billy Eilish's brother. Oh. I think he wrote and produced it or something like that. That makes sense. And he voiced one of the, the four town towners townies. Yeah. Well, I know the townies, the townies are, the are the fans. Yeah. I'm not sure what uh, you're not a real pop group unless your fan group has a name. Your fans have a yeah. Name. The, I, this movie had a lot to identify with, with like fan culture too, like it drawing did. fan art, um, being a, a a stan of something. You know, yeah. I, I could see myself saving all summer or all year for a concert ticket. You know, like I never did, identifiable. I never did like that specifically for a concert, but I I have done the you know pooling a bunch of money together with friends to try to buy stuff same yeah definitely have done that mm-hmm. it i don't know i loved it 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 felt very nostalgic and very fresh at the same time um it's got a 95 percent tomato meter from critics and a 72 yeah. from audience oh um so it's being review bumped a little bit uh i wonder if Norman white hated it i, I think we did. should address the elephant in the room with part of why this is getting bad reviews okay um there's a lot of parents that are mad at it too because it openly i've never seen this in a pixar movie or a disney movie but openly discusses puberty oh um, right okay yeah that's a problem i mean the the turning red you know divide like plot device itself is like an allegory for uh you know puberty yeah. so and right. then but they also actually address it too they have like pads and stuff like that in the movie right. and um, I, th- I guess people are offended by that, by the acknowledgement of, I don't yeah, know, growing up. The, yeah, I mean, like, I guess that is uncommon in Pixar movies, but like, come on, can we move on, please? I just don't understand why that's considered inappropriate. Like, well, we neither. It why are we sexualizing sense. something that everyone goes, pretty much everyone goes through? You know, it's like, it makes no sense to me. But I was, I will say, I was a little bit, it didn't bother me. I was, I was surprised by it, you know, just yeah. because of the fact that I hadn't seen that in the cartoon before. Um, normally they dance around it and it's just a metaphor. 
mm-hmm. but they like fully addressed it in this. Yeah, I was like, oh, I that's mean, really cool. They bring her pads and they, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, no, I. You saw the moment where she like flipped to having like a crush, you know? Right. She's like, what are these new feelings? Like, I don't know. It was very, uh, there was a lot to identify with in this. Um, I thought it was really great. To, to answer the question, Armand White has not reviewed it. Um, he hasn't seen it. Um, well, so the National Review, the well-known conservative uh, uh, newspaper that he re- that he writes for, did review the movie, but it was reviewed by someone else named Kyle Smith, who loved it. Oh, okay. I wouldn't expect oh. a Kyle to love it. Me neither. But good for you, Kyle. Um, There's only eleven rotten rotten reviews. That's pretty good. Um, I'm also looking at the Batman, by the way. Of course he did. Why? One. Okay. <laughs> one, two. Three. Yeah, count those count those reviews. Um, they I, all look like white men. Just gotta say, the Brie, If you if you haven't heard it, and this gonna make some people mad, go look up the Brie Larson speech about the demographic breakdown of movie reviewers. It's the one that people. She's famously misquoted for for saying she hates white men. Well, but of course. It's very relevant to this, I feel like. There, there was that guy who came into my store when I worked at Sugarland trying to tell me that Brie Larson said that white men uh, that white white men aren't allowed to see her movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, she absolutely did not say that, is what I said to this person. It's like, no, she said it. She said it. And the dude's trying to pull up the quote for literally like 20 minutes and then just leaves because he couldn't find it because it doesn't exist. It's a really good speech, actually. It's like an awards accepted speech or something or some kind of awards show speech. But it's just about the she does a demographic breakdown of who the reviewers are, like on Rotten Tomatoes, you know. Um, And I think two percent are women of color. Wow. She was just talking about how, you know, if a movie is made as a love letter to a certain demographic, then there's like a very low chance that the person in that demographic is going to get a chance to review it, you know. that, I mean, Obviously, that it's not the case sense. here because it's hitting home with almost all critics, but I don't know. The protesting, I hate, we can't trust audience scores anymore. It's just, no, you it is what it is. I mean, Any, especially anything uh, female fronted. I hate we it. We can't have nice things, Michael. I know. So let's, let's, let's give it a review, Dylan. Um, I, I'll go first. Um, if you're not familiar, we rate movies on the one to five scale, or I guess 0.5 to um, a five with a half points in between. Um, mm-hmm. So the Letterboxd scale, if you are familiar, um, I have reviewed it on Letterboxd. Okay. Uh, I gave it a 4.5. Nice. Because I, I almost want to give it a five. I might honestly change it after I sit with it for a little bit, but like, what's wrong with it? Like, you know what? Five. Give me a five. I'm changing it. Five stars. What's wrong with it? Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing. You don't want to knock a star off because you're not a teenage girl. She is Canadian and Asian and a girl. So girl, girl. (laughs) So I mean, there's pretty cooties in this movie. It does give me make me feel kind of icky, but you know. Luckily, I could identify with the red panda. Oh, thank God. Um, um, so, yeah, I'm giving it five. Well, now I feel like a jerk. I was going to say 4.5 as well. And then wow. you I t- outdid me. Um, I mean, that's fine. You can give it a 4.5. You Okay, here we are. Here we go. 4.5 four, was my initial, but there, I just talked to myself into it as we were speaking. 
with all of the uh backlash with Disney and Bob Chapik and the yes the the bill and the back and forth yes. there um the Pixar wrote a letter to them talking about how they have been like mandated to not have LGBT characters in movies you know oh god uh-huh um and I think there's a clear character in this who who was um who had like a little thing with another female character uh Priya yes um and I thought it was very clear where things were cut out where like that could have been acknowledged, but it wasn't. Mm. It just seemed like a missed opportunity. Okay. Um, she was definitely gay. So oh, I'm going to knock off half a star for that. Okay. I'll, I'll allow it. Well, I think a... there are some Disney mandates that didn't allow them to go as far as they wanted to with some of the discussions. You know, I understand that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with my five. So just as a quick, as a quick recap on Letterboxd, I have um, six movies that I've given a five to. Oh my. Six of all time of me rating movies. Um, I mean, not all time. I mean, whatever. Uh, I have The Wicker <laughs> Man. I have Titan. I have Dune, Drive My Car, Turning Red, and A Ghost Waits from uh, last year. Um, and I had this discussion uh, in the store real quick before we, before we go uh, with someone who was uh, with uh, Joe, who was on the show a couple, couple months back about Elden Ring. And he said it was a perfect game. And he said it was a 10 out of 10. And he's like, and I made, and someone was railing on him. It was like, oh, there's problems. And he's like, no, this game's perfect. I was like, look, dude, first of all, the game, things don't have to be perfect to get a 10, a, a five out of five. Like no flaw can needs to detract from, uh, you know, it, none of the flaws are, gonna, are detracting for me in this. Like, you know, like uh, you can be a five-star film and, have some small flaws you know yeah but... i mean if you think about it with percentages four stars is 80 percent. you know so above that there's still room it doesn't have to be perfect you know right. four and a half is 90 percent. so there's can be a 95 you know whatever there's, right. there's room for error right i i'm going i'm going five and i'm happy with it um i might switch it to that i'm not sure i know i i literally just talked myself into it as we were talking so um Stay tuned for a couple weeks from now when we give a bunch of twos. Um, but, you know, everything's going to be hashtag less than mid. So um, one of your coveted five-star movies is a Pixar film. So do you think, will this lead to you maybe checking out the next one? Um, yes, but now I would kind of like to retroactively go watch Luca and Soul. You said they're so good, especially, uh, I like Luca more, but Soul's really good as well. Oh, and Encanto. I didn't see that either. Yep. Wait, is that Pixar or is that just Disney? That's Disney, but... It's honestly they're blending together at this point. Right, they look the same. I remember when Pixar was distinct in you know visual style. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, um, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, we really appreciate all the support. Thank y'all so much for downloading us. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan, and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online. <laughs>